0: Hey there, welcome back to the Claim the Stage podcast. I took last week off. I hope you didn't miss me too much. I was just under the weather and was feeling like I don't want to put out a podcast that's not the best quality. So I'm just going to take a little break. And I'm glad I did because I definitely needed it. If you haven't been here before... I'm Angela Lucier. I'm your host. I'm also a professional uh, uh, speaker. I'm an author and I'm the CEO and founder of the Speaker Sisterhood, which is a network of public speaking clubs for women. And the Clay in the Stage podcast is for women who want to discover, awaken, and create their voice through the art of public speaking. And we do that in a variety of ways through interviews, through different experiments on the show, through Q&A episodes, and we talk about everything related to speaking. And I'm very excited to talk with today's guest and share with you some of her amazing advice and stories and her energy because she is just one of those special people who, when you meet, you are changed forever. And I just immediately wanted to like book a flight to her house <laughs> as soon as we were done with this interview because I want to hang out with her all day. You're going to love her just as much and I can't wait to get into that. But before we do, I want to give you a little update on some cool technology I'm using for the show now, which is a brand new edition. I was contacted by Studio, which is an earphone company out of Sweden and they sent me a, a cool pair of earbuds that I'm using right now to record my show and I love them and they when I told them I I really think they're great they're high quality they said well share them with your listeners and they gave me a discount code of 15% off and if you go to uh, studiosweden.com and enter the discount code stage 15 you can get 15% off any pair you'd like and they have a whole variety of headphones and earbuds that you can try out and I'm going to be using these for the foreseeable future because they feel so good in my ears and I think it's a pretty cool new little addition to the show. I also have a link that I put in the show notes that you can access if you want to go directly from there. So I want to give a shout out to Studio. Thank you for these awesome new earbuds and I hope you will check them out as they have some really good stuff and they feel really good when they're in. And the cool thing is they go behind your head instead of in front of your head. I don't know about you, but I'm constantly knocking my earbuds out of my ears when I like talk with my hands constantly. (laughs) So it's a nice addition. Anyway, I'm very excited to get into today's show. We're talking about how to be feisty, fearless, focused and have fun, which I think might be my four favorite things. So I'm really looking forward to sharing this with you. I hope you enjoy. Let's jump in. Right, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of Claim the Stage, my podcast for women who are interested in discovering, awakening, and creating their voice through the art of public speaking. Today's guest, I'm very excited to have on my show because she embodies a couple of really important traits that we often feel like maybe that's not us or how do we get there or why is it that all those people are doing it but i can't so what we're talking about today is how to be feisty fearless and focused as female leaders so i'm going to tell you a little bit about her and kind of how she got to where she is and we're going to ask her like about her experiences and how she became this woman and what mistakes she made and advice she has for you so let me introduce her her name is Pajin. And she is a feisty, fearless, focused female leader, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and coach. She is the only Latina and one of eight women inducted into the Motivational Speakers Hall of Fame, whose members include Tony Robbins and Jack Canfield. Pajeen is the first Latina in the Million Dollar Speakers Group. The Business Journal of North Florida named her company number three, of the fastest growing privately owned companies in North Florida and was the cover story and named by Macy's and Minority Business Entrepreneur Magazine as one of three women who rock in business. She is author of Sometimes You Need to Kick Your Own Butt, (laughs) named one of the top 10 books for women in HR by Sherm. And she goes by her first name. If it's good enough for Oprah, Beyonce, Pink, and Shakira, it's good enough for her. Which I totally love. <laughs> so we're gonna learn all about Pajin here today. And I can't wait to get started. So, Pajin, welcome to the show.
1: I am so excited to be here. <laughs> I I am, you know, to be a feisty, fearless, focused, fun female speaker rocks. <laughs> so how awesome that you're here to inspire women to be stronger, powerful, own own the stage and i am uh, grateful to be here it's gonna be so much fun
0: yeah totally um that's the name of the game so i want to know first off have you always been this way (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: um okay from my perspective i would say i've always been out there in that um so even in fifth grade, you know, we had to do a presentation. I'll never forget in the fifth grade class and we're supposed to share something of our culture and everybody else bought things and I made this pasteles with my grandmother and I broke it into lots of little pieces and I put it on a serving tray because it wasn't good enough to just share it in the class. I had to go to the principal, the assistant principals and, and share it and, um, I, I remember that so much because one of the assistant personnel, Mrs. Dunn, who I was scared to death of, she was a this mean kind of lady, um, she said, well, thank you so much. Nobody ever brings me anything. And um, it was so normal to me. Um, I used to make my mom laugh all the time. I would make believe that I was, I, I did this whole thing about being a model, being a French model. And I would walk through the house going, how are you you And it would, enter, my mom was a single mom who just was working so many jobs, and you know, part of my what I used to do was make her laugh. But at the same time, I was also really, really quiet. I didn't feel good about myself. I didn't I, I felt stupid, you know, because it was a part of me that that was this enthusiastic happy and people say, you know, you're too much, you're weight, you're over the top. Uh, you know, why don't you be more serious? And, um, and lots of other things that occurred in my life that, you know, that the violin story, you know, yeah. The, I have, I have the story, you know, it was so funny, you know, the new, the hashtag me too. Yeah. That's going out. Right. So everybody has like a story and I'm like, dang, I've got, look my list of things (laughs) yeah so so i guess i always like to do things big or attract those kinds of experience well i don't want i don't want any more of those experiences but but what i mean is um i have the story and then i have the i had the shyness and i had the fire Okay, so I'm really
0: interested in how you went from being a young person who's told you're being too much to now embodying the woman you are today who goes by feisty and fearless, because those two things seem different to me. And I wanna just, before you answer this question, I wanna invite the audience to ask questions on Facebook as well, because I think we're gonna find that there's so much to your story that we wanna know more about. So I wanna invite them to ask. But how do you go from that to this? process
1: um so definitely process experiences so so what's really i'm so glad that you're doing this work that you're doing on behalf of women practicing their presence and practicing being out there and, and they're speaking because really that is a process and, and when you do that kind of work um you just become stronger so for me it started with uh I was a Girl Scout. I was also a gang member at the same time I was a Girl Scout.
0: Okay, that might be the first time I've ever heard that sentence.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'd had the little cadet hat and we'd had the gang jacket on and uh, Mrs. B was someone that took us we didn't do arts and crafts and we didn't sell cookies. But we did go, she took us we took us down to Wall Street all the time. And she would stop women in the street and talk to them what how did you get to be where you are how did you get where to where you being and so from the from here as a young person i was like trying to look cool but inside I'm saying oh my god this woman is crazy but <laughs> you know as a teenager um she really began to say be yourself and And certainly I grew up in a household where my mom had found her own power and began to be herself. She traveled all over the world. Um, and it's really only recently that I realized, Oh my gosh, she went through this whole process of falling in love with herself so that she could be, can do it. So this is the first thing that I'll tell you, I signed up for lots of courses. Once I left the gang at 17, I went to live in Spain for three years. I had to learn, to survive. I had to learn to hustle. I had to sell myself and sell my business and, and because I needed to make money because I needed to feed myself. Um, when I came back to the States and I started moving a rank, I do certain things. I, my first job in the States was being a receptionist in a corporation this is really important for the women to hear. So I was a receptionist in a corporation, but I wanted to be a top salesperson. I really want, I, I did. Or, or, I was not satisfied with being this receptionist. Um, and there was this guy, Tony, and he was the top salesperson. He came in early every morning and would lay out the, we were selling menswear and he would lay out the clothing and I used to go come in early to be his assistant. Not that he ever asked me, I just showed up. He, he thought I was a pain in the neck because that was his quiet time and I was stepping into space, but he taught me how to present. He taught me about pacing. He taught me how to take control of the energy. Cause you think I was energetic? He was like over the top, but he taught me how to, how to take that energy and use it to influence, right? Um, and then over the years, and then I did, oh my God, I did so many self, self-esteem self workshops, so many courses. I mean, I learned from the alms to, you're responsible for your life. And I'd be like, <laughs> I did not want this life. You know, the, the somebody, I took a course and you had to go find a quote and I found this quote that said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Yeah. I was 22 when I found that quote and I didn't understand it at all. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. I had proof that they were all making me feel inferior. I, and I would, and I taped that up at my desk in my office and I would, what does that mean? No one can make you feel inferior. They, I was feeling inferior. I, I, they were doing it to me. That, Horses those taking those times enabled me to start realizing that I'm a feisty fearless, focused fun female I started realizing that I could have mantras I've always 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 walked with songs in my head from the time I was a teenager that's how I kept saying I would walk and I'd start out yankee doodle went to london riding on up you know like a song like that yeah but then I'd start saying I am really awesome now, and I can make it happen. Watch me now, and I will go, and you can make me happen. I am really powerful. I am really great. I mean, I would make up these songs. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I didn't want to feel the way I was feeling.
0: Yeah. What was motivating you to keep going? Because it seems like this was not an overnight decision. You took a lot of different steps, workshops, books, probably coaches, what was did you have a vision in mind
1: what kept you focused oh this is great so great 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 question. because i think that everybody gets visions at different times mm-hmm. so at 17 i was on the corner of jack's candy store i was in the gang my boyfriend name was tex he had love tattooed and he used to wear brass knuckles he yes. a pop mock face he was and this is right before tattoos were cool my girlfriends were <laughs> left lefty who was really tall, she looked like Cher. She was mean, 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 mean lady, mean lady. Peanuts, who was really short, and Rat, who was also really short. Those was <laughs> the best names was, ever. <laughs> and there was me, and I had a bandana on my head, you know, low going across. I was smoking cigarettes with this. <laughs> and, and in that moment, I was there. My sister was a local prostitute. She was a junkie. And all I knew, and Mrs. B had been working with me you know, my Girl Scout leader. And all I knew is that moment is I kind of had a vision of a talking head. I mean, honestly, just like this. So see the square and there's my face. This is so weird to see it. I was like, wow, this is really, okay, this is pretty cool. This is really cool. Because I saw a talking head. I saw me as a talking head, like on a TV screen. Um, I did not know what that meant. I had no clue what that meant. I was, I didn't know. I just knew that in order to be that I had to leave the gang immediately. And so I said goodbye to everybody. I went home, I picked five countries in the hat. I wanted Spain. Um, but I was too afraid to say Spain. And um, that's was what came up and I was on the plane within two weeks.
0: Wow. Did you have any idea what the talking head was saying when you had no, that vision? No. Was no. that what, was that what the mission was to figure out what you would be talking
1: about? I, I trusted that something was going to come up and honestly it didn't happen until after Spain. No, so it was, so in Spain I was doing things. I, it never dawned on me until just actually right now talking to you that I had been interviewed on a TV talk show about, being such a young entrepreneur. It isn't until just now that I remember that. Wow, that's so funny. So I didn't even reckon, obviously, years ago, I didn't even recognize that I had achieved that, right? I just kept on going. I went to receptionist, I moved up rank, I became national sales manager and and all that, and it was actually when I went to non-for-profit and I was doing this program that um, they wanted my, Montel Williams heard about me. And he invited me on, he invited my team on their show. If anybody's watching, um, you know who you are that were on the show with me. Um, And the girls who were going on the show said, um, oh, they said, what made you not fail? And they said, oh, you don't know Peggy, she doesn't let you fail. And then Montel Williams personally called and said, we want you on the show. And that was, I was on his show 32 times. This is when he was hit back then. And that was when I recognized, like, oh, so that's what that vision was.
0: Okay.
1: Oh, so it's all here, right? Oh, I over my lifetime, I've always known that I want to run businesses. I used to read Success Magazine. Um, Mrs. B had introduced it to us, and so I wanted to be a businesswoman. It wasn't until Montel said to me, do you know that you could be, you need to speak. And I was like, what's that? Because to be a speaker. I was like, I I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, "Uh, you could be a professional speaker. And he paid for me to be in the National Speakers Association. He paid for me to be, um, get my AFTRA SAG membership. And he told me to speak nobody speaks the way you speak you've got to be out there and that's when i finally realized oh okay so i'm a professional speaker
0: (laughs) so what was that like when you started speaking were you able to be yourself on stage or did you feel like you had to be
1: somebody else (laughs) so 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 when i first started speaking i was myself i mean i can't help but show up myself but everybody people would tell me, oh, you'll never get hired like that. You'll never, you'll never be hired like that. You have to be quiet. You have to be precise. Um, so I would, I, I absolutely, and I love my association. Right. But I heard lots of people telling me, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that. You shouldn't. So I I actually started shrinking down
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and starting trying to speak like this and let me give you some data Let me have you <laughs> both. and this is how we do that and
0: no no
1: i no. I, I was <laughs> oh and i wore i wore suits and i got i was very precise and it was so funny because i came into the my profession i came in because of montel and some people that i met through nsa You know, I had the book, I was on TV, I was uh, represented by a Speakers Bureau, I was exclusive with them. I I was making the money that people talk about. But when I started meeting these people and they're giving me this advice, everything started taking a dive. And that's really when I realized um, I need to meet myself. And I, I have to give a shout out. If you're listening, Mickey Williams, you know, girl, I love you because... Mickey kind of came into my life to be bold, bodacious of myself, Mm. express yourself. And after that, I, the message, I'm feisty. I'm fearless. I'm focused and fun. Remember I told you about the walking. Yeah. And what I do is so suddenly "Mm, I'm feisty. I'm fearless. I'm focused. Have fun. Yeah. I'm feisty. And this started getting me energized and this started getting me stuff. And then it's just, over time, it was just like I'm feisty and fearless. I'm focused. I'm fun. And then a couple of really great guys, Jeffrey Gittimer and and and, and this guy Ed Rigsby shared gave me the moniker of the motivational dominatrix. <laughs> and I was like, I like that. I can own the stage. I you know, there's there's no expectations of. You know, I'm gonna smack y'all on the side of the head. I'm gonna get this going on. And that became, for me, really powerful stuff.
0: And how did your speaking business change once you changed?
1: Well, I started getting a lot more business. My clients include Walmart, General Motors, uh, Colgate Palmolive, um, Girl Scouts USA, Girl Scout Councils around the country, um, cold, did I say cold date or rubber uh, Rubbermaid? I mean, just uh, lots of corporations, lots of direct sales, princess house. Hey girls, um, <laughs> a, you know, Avon discovery toys, they started to come in and really what was fascinating during this process. And I still get it to this day. You go to my website at pegeen.com, right? P E G I N E.com. Um, if you people will see them and my clients will call and say well, we really want to hire you and we want to bring to you. can you take it down can you can we don't like doing this and i'm like why are you calling me why why then if that's an issue if you why are you calling me? well we want our our people to be feisty, we want them to step out, we want them to be bold, we want them to have the courage to be their most authentic self. We want them to know that they're great and that they're powerful and that they're inspiring and that we want them to be that way. We want them to feel comfortable to step out of their their space and share their thoughts and ideas and their innovation. And so that's why we want you, okay? then I have to be who I am because you want me to be the example of what you want them to be.
0: Yeah. And how does that conversation go? Once you don't back down, do they still hire you or? I
1: mean, yeah, they go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly why we called you up. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, and most of my work, so most of my work is in the, what we call the WAMU market. So women, African-Americans, Hispanics, Asians, military, who offer opportunities. wah So companies and organizations hire me to make leaders great. And to make leaders great, usually within that component. So I work with women, multicultural leaders, uh, military, people who are in an executive level that are looking to go up. Uh, they might be in a management moving to the next level. And they have to be able to own their stage, just like you, you teach your, the women watching. We have to know how to walk into a room and own the stage. We have to know how to walk in and be magnetic. We are all. If we're we're always going to be the only one at certain levels. If we're the only one, then we have to own that we are the only one.
0: So how do you start to walk in the room and own stage and be magnetic? What's the first step someone could take to start doing that?
1: Oh, there's a whole bunch. Okay, (laughs) you got me going on right now. So I'm always going to be talking about system strategy and how to make it make it larger scale it up right so here's some of the systems and walking into a room for instance I tell people before you ever walk into any event right like anybody listening before you go to any event there are three things you have to do know a little bit about the organization know where the bathrooms are know where the food and wine is those are three key things that you need to know Okay. okay the second thing that you need to know is that you are about to go in and create a tornado of energy. That you have taken full responsibility to create energy in the room. And the way you do that is move through the room. So I teach people, I'm gonna show it to you. I'm gonna show it to you. (laughs) I think my mess is like a mess over here. Okay, there you go so the best way to do that so can you see all that so think of it as a baseball ring okay so this is home plate these are the doors before you ever walk in you know where the bathrooms are you know where the food is you know what the organization is about your first job like in baseball you hit the ball where are you going to go if you hit the ball where do you have to run what base first base First base, so you, when you first walk in, have to walk to first base. And when you get to first base, you are walking with full intention. You are looking with the biggest smile, and you're saying, you go to that first person, and, hello, welcome, how are you? Did you get enough food to eat? Yeah, do you know where the food is? What brought you here? How are you? Act like you are, you own the room. You're the host. And people go, I can't do that. I can't act like I'm the host because there is a host. No, at any organization, it's an organization, but there's no real host, mm-hmm. right? You would never do that in your own house. So when you, when you start walking to first base, you're walking with intention, you're walking with focus, you're walking with clarity, and you're doing it in certain ways. Here's big, big, big importance. See this chin? This chin is going out. You move. You're not going with your head, you're going out like that, right? Forward. You go, you greet. You get their name. Where do you have to go next?
0: Second base.
1: So now you can go to the back of the room. Then you can go to third base and do the same thing. You're picking up people's names. You're picking up people's information and you go back home. What you're starting to do is create an energy like a little tornado. Oh, I can't see it. You're seeing like an energy like a little tornado inside. Yeah. You're starting to exude energy and reach people. Now you can have your first drink because here's my rule. You're not allowed any drink or food until you've run the basis twice. First time you can get a drink, the second time you can get some to tea, all right? And then you could leave, I'm okay with that. But, but your job is to create energy. Legal. Can I ask
0: how this works if you're gonna be speaking on stage? How does this, if you're gonna be speaking on stage and you're not at an event or you're not attending the conference, how do you create that same tornado of energy?
1: Oh, I love it. I would never get on stage for me. I never hide out in the back of the stage ever my job before I'm just speak on the stage I'm always I'm I always prep two hours beforehand I'm in the room oh and I do certain things can I show you some things that I do yeah show me some things okay so hello can you see me yeah so I at my rehearsal I get in before the AB people there uh, before anything before rehearsals on I go and I stand on stage and I do this. Ah, I own it, that's right, I own this stage. I got you over here, I got you over here. I know this stage. I know where the exit lights are. I know where the people are gonna be sitting. I know where they're coming in. I stand on stage and I plant my feet. So I plant my feet about a foot apart because I want my heels solid. I really want solid, to be solid on the stage. So I'm gonna plant my heels, I'm taking my butt and I'm pressing it into the, the back. I'm outstretching my arms because I am exuding energy. I'm taking everything that I have to push it out to who's coming in the room, right? It is critically important that I think that that you do that. I, I Because I am responsible for the energy that's being exuded in the room before I ever present. Mm -hmm. It's like I'm sending Mojo. Can you hear me now? I'm sending Mojo out to the world of who's about to attend. Then I go into, so that's about two hours before. Then I do the sound check and I do all that. I always pay attention to my AV people and then see that quadrant. Yep. Okay. So, People start coming in. I go, I do my exercises. I'm do. I do my thing. I stretch myself out. I do... I do stuff like that. I get myself energy going because I need to release energy. That's too much for the stage.
0: How do you know when you've released enough?
1: When I'm feeling very calm. Okay. So I release, before I ever go on stage, I go to find a corner of the room. I just put my head down and I just say, use me. I am here to serve at the highest levels. You know what's going on way more than I do. And I give you full permission to fill my heart and soul and allow me to say what needs to be said in the way that needs to be said, because you know what's going on way better than I do. And at that point I'm releasing, right? It's no longer about me. I've done all the prep work I've done going in, but at that point before you going on stage, I'm, a, it's a, it's a higher level spiritual experience of connecting with souls in a very deep profound way to give them the skills to be the greatest leaders it could possibly be.
0: I love this. How do you, so that's so, your prep, but then how do you do that when you're on stage?
1: Okay. So, but here's, what's really important before you go on stage, you have to go into the audience before you're ever going, when everybody's just coming in, I walk into four quadrants. I, have no, I don't care how big the room is. I don't care if it's a stadium. I go beforehand and I make sure I meet somebody here. I usually mean a group in this area, a group in this area, a group in this area, and this group in this area. And I say to him, say to them, you want me to succeed on stage, don't you? Yeah, you want this to be great for you, yes. So can I make sure when I look over to you, you will send your energy out to me and make sure that everybody around you will play with us. Oh, we're, oh I can't believe you met me. Thank you so much you did that. Oh, that's amazing. But now when I'm speaking on stage, I know I'm looking at the four quadrants. I know I'm looking at Joan that I just met up here. I know that I'm looking at Sam. I know that I'm seeing Mary. I know that I'm seeing Felix and I'm speaking to them. And when I'm doing a call out, cause I do a lot of call outs and I'll say, be feisty. Go ahead and do it with Manjola. Be feisty.
0: Be feisty. Be fearless. Be fearless.
1: Be focused. Be focused. Have fun. Have fun. So as I start doing that, my people in the four areas, they're kind of getting people, come on, people, let's do it. it." they, They become my cheerleaders. And it's really awesome. When I'm on stage also, it's understanding the professionalism that goes into it. So there's timing. There's an understanding. Are you getting 30 minutes? Are you getting 60 minutes? Are you getting four minutes? It doesn't matter. Your job is to end on time. And so you have to know yourself well enough and your story's crafted enough that you could pull and pull out depending on the time. I always tell my meeting planners, if somebody's going over, or something's going on or there's a challenge, let me know. The value they get will never be dissipated. But I want you to be on time. I want you to end on time. It's critically important. So let me know. That's why I work on points. I craft my speeches as though I'm a rock star. I'm looking down over here, and I should be looking up over here, sorry guys. <laughs> what does that mean, like a set list? Yeah, yeah, so, so so, if I'm gonna do be a rock, if I'm a rock star of a show, right, I not only have created a set list, I wanna create a mood that's going, I want you to have an experience. So, and the experiences in every rock show, any concert, it's an experience of emotions that go up and down. It's crafted throughout, right? But it's only three-minute segments. So it's a three-minute song that's a ballad, and you know, the one that just broke up with the boyfriend is feeling that. And then that person is gonna take you up with the rap, I'm a girl, I'm a girl, you know, and you're gonna go up with them. Then you're gonna get go down and up saying, oh, the world needs some love, you know. I have to be able to say my messages in three minute modules. Because each one, each three minute module has to be as powerful and inspiring and important as a, a song, a rock star is. You have to walk out and have so many touch points that in an hour you walk away and you go, Oh my gosh, that was amazing. Because you were, you had an emotion that you were feeling. Yeah,
0: can you give an example of a back-to-back story you might tell that takes people down and one that takes
1: people up? So so from my own story, right, I'll say from, So I might tell the story of a lot of people have had a father in their lives and they have strong memories of their dad and the power that he has. And I have a strong memory too. I have a strong memory memory of the day. My dad broke down our front door, came upstairs and was going to take my brother. He was gonna make sure my mom paid, and I remember him grabbing my mom and punching her in the face, grabbing my brother, holding his arms and pulling. And something happened to my brother that blood started coming out. You asked me about whether or not I'm feisty, fearless, and focused, because at that moment I had to yell stop stop and at that moment the police came and they grabbed my dad and they threw him down to the ground and locked him and put the handcuffs sometimes we could feel powerless but clearly i'm a feisty figure that like what little girl would say stop 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 and yell at the cops Of course that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to step up. I'm going to protect you and I protect myself now. So how many times do you want to be feisty and fearless and say what needs to be going? Are you feisty? Yes. Are you willing to demand things stop and things change and things grow? Yes. Are you absolutely positively clear that you know, if you believe that you can have a better life, that you can stay focused and get that done? Yes. Well then be feisty with me. <laughs> Say, I'm feisty. I'm feisty. I'm fearless.
0: <laughs> I'm fearless.
1: I'm focused. I'm
0: focused.
1: Have fun. Have fun. So did you notice in that story, right? You, you, you're in like, holy crap. I, I can't you, You're imagining the, 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 the blood, you're seeing the arms. It's just like this intensity is going on and, and you, I can't leave you there. Yeah because that's an experience and a story that's so far beyond most people's experiences. And I can't leave you hanging there. I've got to lift you to a place that you can see that feisty, strong little girl. Yeah. I've got to move you to be my cheerleaders with us so that we can move to go from being here to saying, wait a minute, I've got control. I've got power. I can do this. I can do this. So that's an example. Is that helpful?
0: That's perfect. I, I, I felt like I was there with you witnessing your dad. And then all of a sudden I got to take that energy I had built up or that you had built up in your story and then kind of let it out through the callback, you know, being able to say, say something in that moment, which is really effective to Become part of the story and also be part of the change of yeah, what do I want to become because of because of my own
1: experiences? And that's really was kind of like the power of a country song. Like if you go, you know, the, the the country song has the the tragedy. Yeah. But brings you back into the experience of either being able to sing along or be that. Right, um, or if it's a it's, if it's a bold rocker, you know, uh, it's like you're angry and you're there, but you're gonna be yeah, yeah, yeah. You're gonna be bought into it, and that's why I think that it's really important as speakers for us to understand that we not only are sharing a message, we're producing an experience. Yes.
0: I love that. You're amazing.
1: <laughs> I want to talk to you all day. <laughs> you know, I, I so I, if I were going to share some like thoughts to people, is to first, you always have to have a strategy. You know, what do you want people to feel and then plan it out? You have to know that in this day and age, this is really important, in this day and age. We have to create an experience because our audiences are coming have many choices of how to, where to go. So the audience wants to have an experience. And we have to provide that at at multiple levels. But we also always, always, always have to give a lesson that's important for them to take away and emotion that enables them to walk out saying I can. Yeah. Love that.
0: Is there any final tip or just parting words that you feel is at the heart of what you want the world to know about how to be feisty, fearless, focused and have fun?
1: Yeah, I want you to know that you're loved. I want you to know, honestly, that every person watching right now is a magnificent gem. Honestly, you were honed and you had crap in your life, but you were honed to be a diamond, a sapphire, an emerald in this world of magnificence. And the biggest person that you have to own and know and tell is yourself. You have to fall in love with yourself And that is your number one job to have a love affair with you. And if you do that, then everything falls into place. So for me, it's writing a letter every morning to myself of how much I love me, the letter that I wish that other people would say, right? But I write it to me because I'm the most important person in my life to make sure that you're exuding the energy. So everybody that's around you, knows that you believe in you, in them. God, it's so awesome. How magnificent you are, Angela, for what you've done, to touch people's lives in a way that nobody else could have done, only you can do. And for those of you watching, to do what you do in the way that only you can do. Oh, be magnificent. That's my word for the day.
0: I love that. Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom and your experiences and your amazing energy. It's, you're such a gift.
1: Oh, thank you so much. You're a gift. This is wonderful. I can't, you know, I, I didn't see if there was any questions. I'm just so excited to be Yeah. Here. yeah and I you're the questions. Virgin because this is the first time I'm using this new camera. Do you like it?
0: That's great. <laughs> we have to do it again sometime there's so many more questions i have for you and i know that there's just so many ways that you could help other women who want to be doing the same kind of thing you're doing getting up on stage and motivating and inspiring and sharing in an effort to help connect people to themselves in the world
1: well i'm here for you i would jump on any minute you just <laughs> let me know i'm there for you i'm excited and um, i will tell people i please participate in angela's Groups around the country that's being created. I'll tell the name of it, Angela, again. Speaker Sisterhood. The Speaker Sisterhood, enjoying that. And for those of you that want to play with me, please check out Feisty Fearless Female.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.
0: There you have it. Today's episode of Claim the Stage. How much do you love Pajin? Do you want to, like, be her best friend too? I feel like we should get a list started of all the people who want to be her best friend and we'll send her a giant card with all of our names on it. And maybe she will take us into her home (laughs) and we can hang out all the time. (laughs) But anyway, if you enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a review on iTunes. You can just... Take two seconds to leave a review and just say what you loved about it, and it will help more people to find the show. Um, These shows are also being recorded on Facebook now, so if you want to friend me, go to Angela Lucier, and there's a picture of me standing on a porch holding a giant... Uh, (laughs) framed poster of the cover of my newest book The Curriculum for the Speaker Sisterhood called The Secret Life of Speaking Up and you will be able to watch videos of me recording these episodes from the Glitter Closet. I also want to give one last shout out to Studio, the company who is now providing earbuds for the show. They are so comfortable they have great quality and i think they're worth checking out so you can go to the link in the show notes and get 15% off by entering stage15 and i think it's worth checking out their inventory they have some really cool options headphones earbuds all kinds of colors and i'm really excited to have found out about them so that does it for me this week you guys this is episode 68 i'm angela lucier signing off and as always stop waiting start creating. I'll see you next time.